Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I'm here with Jessica Falcon. And today we will be discussing defying neediness, the path to empowered relationships. But before I swing into that, I'd like to invite you to step into closer relationship with yourself. Uh, many of us look around us at the people around us and think, oh, they have this amazing special gift that I don't have. They're so much better than I am. And the truth of the matter is we all come with our own unique giftedness. And because it's so hard to read the label on our own bottle, I created a quiz that gives you insight into what is your number one spiritual superpower. So you can begin to step into that appreciation for your own self and your own gifts. You can find that, grab your pen, grab your piece of paper. You can find that at superpowerquiz.us. It takes 60 seconds to two minutes to do the quiz. And again, that's superpowerquiz.us. And you come away with a deeper understanding of the giftedness that you brought forward into this world. So on that note, I would like to now introduce you to our guest. She is a former lawyer turned mystic, Jessica Falcon. She's a divine feminine activator and international soul embodiment guide. She guides her clients to reclaim their sovereignty and revolutionize their relationships so they can experience ecstatic freedom. That sounds pretty good to me, ecstatic freedom. <laughs> Over 3,500 years ago, women were sovereign and free. They knew the holiness of their bodies, the sacredness of their sexuality, and the power of their voice. And yet a massive shift took place and women were no longer allowed to exist for themselves. And on a side note, <laughs> we were property for many years and a split occurred between man and woman, matter and spirit, body and soul. And this created relationships based on need, lack and unequal power dynamics. Women were taught that love comes at the expense of self and when in truth, love overflows from the self. Jessica is devoted to helping women and men around the world reclaim their sovereignty so that we create a new paradigm of relationships rooted in choice, desire, and freedom. It is a return to union by activating the power of our hearts. Welcome, Jessica. Thank you. So happy to be here to dive in deep with you today because clearly you share a passion for sovereignty. <laughs> Absolutely. It's right there in the name of the show, right? <laughs> well, and I have a passion for making people people, right? Because so much of the system is set up for, well, are you a certain socioeconomic class? Are you a certain sex? Are you a certain color? Do you have a certain religious affiliation or leaning? And, you know, all of that's window dressing. People are people. And that's, I, in my understanding of life and my approach to life, that's where we need to start is seeing the other person just simply as another human being. I would, yes. And, and I would take it even further. For me, 
it's when we recognize the divine within each person, the exactly. soul within each person, which is the, what you're saying. But the beingness that is yes. across from you. Yes. The essence, the essence of who we are is how we actually truly see, right? And we don't yes. see other people through our egos. We don't see other people through our minds. We see other people through the lens of our heart. And it's the same when we truly see ourselves not as this limited identity individual and what I do and think doesn't matter. Yes. (laughs) Right. We see ourselves through our heart and we recognize our true essence. And it is that essence that then allows us to truly commune with other people and relate not as like, what are you doing for me? How are you serving me? Or what are you doing to me? Yes, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Well, and that kind of swings me back around. I've most of us are not really raised with this understanding. How did you grow into this understanding? What was life like before you had this shift? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a really big answer. So I will try to condense it because I've had a very intense path. <laughs> 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 but it really, um, I mean, I think many of us start to have inklings of this as children. I certainly did. And I felt that I had a direct connection to God, source, creator, whatever we name it in my heart. And And I can remember that I grew up in a very fundamentalist church Mm. and it was all like, well, God will send you to hell. And I can remember sitting there and thinking in my mind, in my heart, and this little voice in my head going, well, that can't possibly be true if God is love. I had the same thought. Yes. But what I first felt was them telling me that God was only outside of me. Yes. And that wasn't my actual experience as a little girl, even. I felt God in my heart. And I yeah. use the term God because that's what resonates with me. And I'm sure your listeners know we can use insert whatever term in yeah, resonates universe, with you. universal <laughs> truth, divine love, source energy, Allah. Yes. <laughs> what whatever your favorite term for for the divine happens to be. Yes. Yes. And and I felt that. And yet my identity was still based on everything external to me. My identity was still based on achieving, doing well, mostly what other people thought about me. And so I saw myself through the eyes of others and I had not yet learned how to see myself through my own eyes, even further than that, through the eyes of my soul, the eyes of the divine that I am. And so I lived a very, quote, good life in many ways of, you know, you went and checked off all the boxes. (laughs) Yes. And I, but I did it out of passion. Like I was always connected enough to my essence to follow my passion. I was always very ambitious. I always had my dreams. And when I was in college, I wanted to be the first female president of the United States. And when I was (laughs) 14, I wanted to be the first female president, uh, the first female editor of the Chicago Tribune. And like, I always set my sights high, right? And I always had passions because I love to write and I love to I love to explore. And I always wanted something bigger. And I went to law school because 
it just felt exciting. And I got to go to a big city and I got to go to Boston. I grew up in South Carolina and I really wanted the expansiveness of that. And I loved law school and I loved learning. I loved taking in all this new information. And when I left law school, I was initially going to be working for women's rights. Very long story short, I decided not to do that while I was in the middle of studying for the bar exam. Oh which is a my god. Full-time job in itself. Well, yeah, and you've already invested like almost everything it takes to be a lawyer. And so now you're like on the edge of being able to pay back your student loans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, not to gloss over that, what what brought forward that introspection in that moment? Well, that's in that particular moment? Yeah. Oh, gosh, that goes so back. So it was, I was, I had moved to Charlotte, North Carolina at that point from Boston to be closer to my family. So it wasn't so far away. Yeah. So we had a lot going on and I didn't want to be that far away from my family. And right. so I started to realize as I was connecting with people that they were telling me that if I chose to do policy work and not litigate immediately, that it would limit my career. And the idea of being confined to something didn't feel good, especially at what, 24 at that Sure, age. yeah. And so they said, well, if you want to litigate, the best way to do that is the district attorney's office or the public defender's office. Uh -huh. I felt more aligned with the district attorney's office. And because I'd always felt very passionate about giving voice to other people. Mm -hmm. In many ways, likely because I didn't feel I had my own voice, right. but I was really good about speaking up for other people. <laughs> yes. And so I became a criminal prosecutor. Never in a million years would have ever thought that would be my job for almost seven years. But I loved, right, the the complexity of the cases. I started to specialize in white collar crime. I loved the challenge. I loved pulling all the pieces together and being able to simplify really complex information and give it to a jury and be in front of a jury and speak. I loved all of that, but I became very disheartened very early on with the system itself. I'm sure. <laughs> yes. And during that time, to answer your initial question, I experienced a flood in which I literally lost everything I owned pretty much in a matter wow. of five hours. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take long. A flood comes no. in and it's it's slower than a tornado, but not much. <laughs> yes. And I watched everything I had, quote, worked so hard for at the age of 25. I just bought my first townhome and I was in the middle of a large jury trial and I'm just watching it all literally wash away. And I started to question after that, like, what am I doing? Why? Why am I working so hard? Why do I want this? Mm -hmm. Why, why am I here? Right? Like these yeah. existential questions. And I didn't have any answers other than there was something inside of me that I'd always felt, but it grew stronger mm -hmm. and it wanted 
even more, but not the kind of more I was used to wanting, external more. It right, not more not time. the cars and the houses and, and the fancy suits or dinners or trips or whatever it was. No, it wanted time. It wanted to know itself. <laughs> mm. It wanted to know itself. It wanted to know the meaning, the depth of something that I hadn't quite tasted yet. Yes. And that's not something you easily get when you're practicing law. This is not an occupation that's known for nine to five and then leave it in the office and go home. (laughs) I did my best. I always, work-life balance was always important to me, but I, I generally until that point was not going home and meditating for hours, which is what I started to yearn for. I started to, mm. I started to question and, and ask, like, I even said to the universe, like, I didn't, I didn't even really know who I was talking to other than I always felt something bigger than me. I knew there was something way more than me. Yeah. And I said, I'm really interested in meditation. Like, what is this? Because somebody had given me a book and they talked about it. Uh, autobiography of a yogi, which I'm sure you're yes. familiar with. Yes. Oh, I love that book. And I think I'm going to go back and read it again. I'm at a at a stage in my evolution where it's like, I think I need to revisit this. Mm-hmm. It really sparked something in me of like, wow, that's pretty cool that he can levitate and do all of these things for meditating. And I want to know what that's like. And so I just said, like, I want to know this. And then I got an email from a woman I had not seen in five years inviting me to a free meditation workshop. <laughs> ah, there you go. Ask and you shall receive. There yes. you go. Let's learn more. Yeah. So it started this journey of, of knowing myself, right? Which is a key to sovereignty because yes. as you even said in your introduction, like we can't, we cannot be sovereign. We we have to know ourselves in order to choose for ourselves. Because what is sovereignty? It is to be your own authority. To be your own authority is to choose for you based on not what you're told to want. Right. Or what you're what, told are the rules by which you can choose. Yes. But your internal authority, your internal knowingness, your internal desires that come from soul. Your internal personal values, which sometimes take a while to uncover because Mm -hmm. so often we're just handed our values, right? Mm -hmm. By our family, by the society we grow up in. It's like, here here are your values. And And that's part of like taking in the external, right? And then we're conditioned to take all this in and make it our own and we just absorb it. Yeah. But sovereignty then is going, wait, is that mine? Do I want to keep that belief? Do I want to continue down that path everyone else expects from me? Is this really what makes me happy? I was asking someone the other day that I've known a very long time who's, who's looking for work. I'm like, if you could sit down and write out your dream job description, what would it be? And she couldn't answer. She could not answer that question. She's like, well, I'm qualified for X, Y, Z, and I've been looking for this. And then, you know, I've also been looking for these other things. I'm like, yeah, but if if you were to write your own dream job description, what would it be? And back to, well, you know, and I've tried to get jobs in this area because of X, Y, Z. 
But again, it's all external. It's all external qualifications. It's all what's available in the marketplace. It wasn't, what does she really want? Because so many people, especially women, don't know how to discover what they truly desire because desire is something that has been shamed and demonized and labeled unspiritual even. And yeah. to know our desire is to know our ourselves, is to choose for ourselves. We don't choose unless we have a desire to choose something. It is the desire for life. It is our own life force energy. And so in order to come into what we want from inside, we have to be inside our bodies and discover and activate that life force energy and let it rise and come out. And a lot of times it has been made, made unsafe for us to be in our bodies. If you look at the statistics on the number of women who've been sexually assaulted, it's a ridiculous percentage. It's, it's like way too high. <laughs> three out of four of us. Okay. And once you've been through that, you don't see your body as a safe place to be a lot of times because it's holding so much trauma and the memories of what went before. So you know, if, you, if you're having some challenges getting into your body to get in touch with, you know, what's going on and you have anything like that in your history, cut yourself a big old break. Because it's been a huge, it's a huge journey. I mean, I yeah. experienced a lot of that and creating safety is my passion. How do we yeah. create safety in our body? <laughs> and, and it needs to be step one because without that sense of safety, you, you really cannot step into sovereignty because it's quote unquote unsafe. Exactly. Yeah. We are up on our first break already. And what I would like to encourage dear listener, is take that pen and paper you got out earlier to write down (laughs) superpowerquiz.us and uh, write on that paper a little bit around how, how do you feel in your body? Do you feel safe in your body? Is it a comfortable place to be? What's your relationship with your body like? Do you love your body? Do you appreciate your body? Or do you look in the mirror and judge your body? Just note whatever it is. Don't judge yourself for what it is. Just note whatever it is and hang with us. We'll be right back from the break. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. In a Realm is a free monthly holistic health magazine that promotes total health and wellness of body, mind, and spirit. We're a much-loved community resource for both alternative and traditional healing. We're in our 24th year of educating our readers about innovative therapies aimed at stress reduction, emotional healing, diet modification, energy healing, body movement therapies like yoga and tai chi, and so much more. Restore your soul, find your balance, and elevate your life with Inner Realm. Find us at innerrealmmagazine.com. Hey, beautiful soul, Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to tellzofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's tellzofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. 
Thank you so much and live soul first. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Zofia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Zofia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Welcome back from the break. I'm so glad you stayed with us. This is Sophia Renee Morales. I'm still here with Jessica Falcon. And before the break, I had invited you to take some notes around your relationship with your body, which is part of the relationship with yourself. Uh, and I invited you to just write down factually what it was and not to judge on it. Um, because it's important to know where your starting point is when you're looking at uh, building better relationships. And I know the title of the show was something about defying neediness. <laughs> like, how does this come into defining neediness? So I will put that on the table for you, Miss Jessica Falcon. Mm. How, how does this relationship with our body and ourselves play into having better relationships with other people? Well, because in order to know ourselves, right? We don't know ourselves through our mind. Mm. <laughs> and we have to go into the body because your body is a communication device for your soul. Yes, I find that to be a truth. Having done a lot of spiritual healing with a lot of people over the years, the soul definitely talks to you through your body. Yes. And, and if we are only knowing ourselves through the mind, not through the body, our feelings, our inner experience, our own needs, our own feelings, our own desires, connecting with and activating our own life force energy, then we are only relating with ourselves as the limited human self, ego self, all mm. externally based. Yes, right? and all separate from everything else, which, yeah. Well, when you're separate the, from everything else, you don't get the miracles, you don't get the <laughs> the synchronicities, you the attraction doesn't law of attraction doesn't work the way you want it to work. <laughs> but even more yeah. importantly, in the context of relationships, if you are only operating from this mental aspect of yourself then that means you cannot actually hear another person without taking it personally. 
Oh, yes. And that's a big one. If you want to have a peaceful relationship, you have to be able to hear the other person and their viewpoint without immediately taking it personally. You can't hear their opinion without taking it on as something wrong with you. Mm. Oh, oh my. Yeah. And looking back on your list of, of patterns and stuff, if you've listened for a while, you know, I always have you reflect a little bit in the breaks. And if you look back on some of that and you notice some of these patterns, um, yeah, this is a big hint right here. Because what happens is if our identity is based on the mind, that means it's based on the external world. Because mm. what is the mind full of? The mind is full of ideas. Ideas, facts, facts beliefs, figures, interactions, yes. history with people. Yes. Given to us by the external world, family member, society, intimate partner, doesn't matter. It's coming from outside. The body, right, yes. is your soul is your true self. So when it comes from inside, it is yours. Yes, it is your physical, your soul's vehicle to interact with this physical world. Yes. yes, because you would not be here in a body unless your soul formed it through the energy of your soul. And so uh -huh. when we go into the body and we start to create safety within ourselves, within our bodies, we start to hear our inner voice. We start to come into contact with our true self, our true essence, and we begin to live from the inside out so that when another person in relationship, then instead of fearing their response to your need because you're attached, right, to this creates safety for me if this person loves me and likes me. So I'm going to suppress the need and not communicate it versus I feel safe enough within myself that I'm able to face the potential rejection because I am committed to being true to myself. I remain my own authority. And so I can use my voice to speak my need or to speak my desire because I'm not placing myself underneath the other. So, right. Right? Let Nor me are you placing yourself over the other. You're just exactly. saying, this is what I need. I need to have rest and quiet this weekend, or I need to have some excitement and adventure this weekend, or whatever your need happens to be. Exactly. And what happens is that like talk about needy relationships. Well, what is that really, right? It's it's yeah. codependent dynamics. It's, it's these cords, it's entanglement, it's enmeshment in which we yes. are sourcing something externally, right? Instead of sourcing internally. Well, the yes. mind is always going to source externally because that's what it does. Right. Well, and there's some usefulness to that yes. in certain applications, but in terms of making yourself, what I want to say, confident and whole in a relationship with another person does not apply here. Well, and, it, and let me back up for a second. Yeah. The mind is a beautiful thing. The mind creates consciousness. It creates awareness. And... When we are operating solely from the head space, 
we're not in touch with, right, our true self. Right. And so it's not to ignore this, it's to align the mind to right. the heart, to the body wisdom. So because what happens is when we have these ways that we're sourcing externally, what it really means is that we're giving our authority away to the other person because we fear something. We don't feel safe because we need them to want us because we right. need to be needed. We have all of these ways, which we can go into specifics and play with, but as an overview that we're giving our authority away. So the only way to take your authority back to source from within is to actually know yourself and to learn how to access that love and that safety and that belonging from within to access your worth from within so you're no longer needing it to come from outside of you which creates that freedom when tell me when or how you discovered this for yourself in your own journey because it's one thing to like read it and it's a whole nother thing to feel it and embody it. Completely different. I understood a lot of this intellectually before I actually embodied it because my my guides and my soul would kind of do, I don't know if you ever has read the end of a book before you finish, like you kind of just go to the end because you have to know what's going to happen. I've been known to do that. Yes. <laughs> okay. So that's me. Like I get so excited about a book when I like it. That I go to the end so that I can go to sleep at night and not feel like I have to stay up to finish it. Because somehow knowing what's going to happen at the end helps me get through the rest of the book. Yes, I, my, I have I have that with books that have, what do I want to say, a high degree of dry, dynamic tension. It's like yeah. if I feel like I'm taking on the stress... Yeah, I need to go to the end and see that there's a good resolution so I can survive the rest of the stress. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, my life has kind of been that way of like my soul and my spiritual guides gave me kind of the end of, of my journey. This is where you're going to go. <laughs> but it took me a while to live it out and inhabit it and know it. So I would start to have a mental understanding and then I would have to live into it and embody it. So and that's that's really what I'm passionate about providing for people because if we don't have a mental understanding of where we're going and why, it's really hard to get there. Like we it need is. that. It we is. Need that. So t tell us uh, about learning to live into it. Was there like a, a watershed moment where it's like, oh, oh, okay, I'm I'm really starting to get this now. Because it's easy to say you have to love yourself and you've got to give yourself your own love. That's mm -hmm. a whole nother thing to do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's so misunderstood, but that's a whole other conversation about how do you even do that? So, <laughs> so I, when I left the legal profession in 2013, I went on a spiritual pilgrimage to Europe and my, I felt very guided there. And I'd had a dream that I was going to meet somebody on September 1st, August 31st. Very long story short, I did. Didn't plan to, to arrive on the mountain of Mary Magdalene on that day, but I did. And a voice announced that a man who walked in front of me was my soulmate. 
And at the time, I just laughed out loud. <laughs> it's like, idea. are you guys serious right now? <laughs> this is this is like Hollywood meet cute stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, well, two things. My first response was, I am here for Magdalene, not a man. <laughs> my second was, I haven't seen his eyes yet. So how can I know he's my soulmate? And so I went up to the mountain, had my experience. I'm starting to walk back down and the same man starts to walk behind me an hour and a half later. We start talking down the mountain. He speaks French. I speak English. Somehow we have a conversation. And when he does take off his glasses, I see the sparkling light and I knew, uh, okay, there must be something to this because I've never seen that before or nor have I ever had a voice telling me this. Right. We have this very fairy, fairy tale encounter. And months later, the day we move in together, suddenly <laughs> all kind of hell broke loose. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like what? Do tell. Well, little um, possible trigger warning, warning for some people. Okay. He called me a whore because I was not a virgin. Oh my. And at the time I was 32 years old. Yeah. And- kind of hard to expect that at age 32 <laughs> nowadays, but anyway. <laughs> He never asked me before. Like it never came up. It wasn't a question. So, you know, I was completely shocked mm-hmm. that this was even a thing. I mean, yeah. I'm, in my mind, I've been an attorney for seven years. I'm traveling the world by myself. You know, what are you expecting? Woman of the experience? world, what like, are you I'm expecting not- here? <laughs> yes, I have not been cloistered my entire life. Thank you. <laughs> and I, at the time, considered myself this women's rights advocate for 10 years, feminist, for equality. You know, I, until that moment, I had not shamed my sexuality. Until that moment. When he called me a whore, I took it straight into my gut straight into my body and I felt shame and I hung my head and I felt like I had done something wrong Wow! because I wasn't who he wanted me to be. And just like that, like automatic knee-jerk reaction. Just like that. And I, then in the relationship, he would shame me for being too intelligent. Too powerful, too charismatic, too many people liked me. I'd traveled too much. I'd been to more countries than he had. I had more friends than he had. Everything about me, I learned French faster than he learned English. I got too many vocabulary words right, right? So everything It was competitive all of a sudden. I was his, he would literally call me his queen. And then he would call me a whore. Oh, and that's in a that's, matter of minutes. That is such such manipulation. I, I'm just going to to go with the, a nice word for that. <laughs> but here's the thing: one, I never in that moment would have called it abuse. I never would have seen it as manipulation because all I was focused on was him. His wounds, his own shame that caused him to feel that way, what he needed, how he felt, his problems. Did he have a disorder? Was he okay? 
did like I felt so concerned with him trying to make it better, trying to, well, he must not feel special enough. He must feel like I don't love him enough, right? And Mm -hmm. this is what we do. Now, this is connected to the body. Why? Because particularly as women, our survival has been linked to our capacity to make the other person love us. Hold on. Put put a pin in that. Our survival (laughs) has been linked to the man in our life approving of us. Yes. And I was unconsciously ruled by these deep-seated survival fears, which is now my passion in everything I do in guiding women, is how we then start to create this internal safety in our bodies so that we can actually show up fully as who we are in our truth, in our power, and not take that in and try to create this external sense of safety out there. Right. And and be ruled by these centuries long, okay, to get cut ourselves a break, centuries long survival strategy mm-hmm. of making sure the man in our life approves of us, whether it's dad or our son or our lover or husband. Uh, because we were. Uh, let's let's put it right out there. We were owned. We were chattel. They passed you along, along with the cows and the land and the houses. Literally. Literally. Exactly. <laughs> and so I think it is important to cut ourselves a break as we're starting to chop through some of this stuff because it's served us for many years mm-hmm. until it doesn't because we are no longer chattel. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to talk more Um, I know we have a break coming up. I'd love to talk more about how we break free of this. Yes, because it's a big one and it's a deep-seated one. And until you you recognize it coming up for you, you're never entirely free of it. Mm -hmm. And since we are up on a break, I would invite you, grab that pen, grab that piece of paper and spend some time on how this interesting multi-headed monster has popped up in your life, in your world. so that you can look it in the eyes and begin to strategize a way to remove it from your life. This is not to judge yourself or to say you should have done something different. This is a very primal DNA encoded kind of thing. It's not something you chose. So be gentle with yourself, just the facts, ma'am, and hang with us. We'll be right back from the break. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827 and let me know how has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you and go out and live soul first. 
Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1 866 472 5790. Again, that's 1 866 472 5790. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Welcome back from the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales. Thank you for sticking with us. I'm still here with Jessica Falcon. And um, before the break, I suggested to the listeners that they make a list of, you know, the ways that this patriarchy crap has been popping up in their world, especially around personal relationships. And you mentioned your own where a bunch of the the control and manipulation started popping up in a verbal way. Um, How did you resolve that in that relationship? Oh, well, the very Or did you? Because sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you just got to leave. So, <laughs> no, I, I know from a soul perspective that I was very intentionally chose to go into that relationship so that I could free myself. And I became very aware of the subconscious beliefs that rule us and that do trace back to this belief system that was put into place after women were already sovereign and free, that then declared us as inferior and no longer recognized as divine because previously women and men were worshipped as divine and revered as holy. And then and, when, and served as priests and priestesses and that conduit to the divine. Yes. And then when the new belief system was put into place, which was codified in the story of Adam and Eve, that then denied the divinity of woman. Well, that denial of the soul of woman. Not just denial of the soul of woman. If you look at Adam and Eve, uh, she becomes demonized. Yes. And it started with saying like, you aren't allowed to exist for you. And so the reason she was demonized, right? Because you can't exist for you because you are not divine in your own right. You belong to me. And therefore, for you to dare know yourself, to dare trust yourself, to dare 
desire for yourself, to dare choose for yourself, to dare live for yourself. I mean, there are whole religions out there that are based on, well, you have to get in relationship with a man of God in order to go to heaven. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? Well, it shows up in us to this day, these beliefs and these fears, because they're very real for it. And this is where, like, as you said, the compassion comes in. It's very real. It's very real that for thousands of years, so many of us were killed for refusing to submit. It's so real that and are and are still killed for refusing to commit if you look at domestic violence and the stuff that goes on and how lightly men get off for killing their domestic partners married unmarried or whatever it is mm-hmm. um the, the patriarchy is still working <laughs> well take it back to something very common you're a woman in a marriage and you have a deep desire, but you know, if you express that desire, your husband might not like it and he might get angry. And what if he's the source of your survival? Mm -hmm. Right? So even if that's not the case, there's this choice between your internal desires and truth and external keeping, keeping that safe relationship. Yes. And that's what's so ingrained that becomes, starts to rule us unconsciously until we bring light to the ways in which we deny the self in order Mm. to, quote, stay safe or be loved or be accepted or be valued. We have to bring it to light to, as we said at the beginning, pull our power back and source from within so that we can actually be our own authority and show up in relationship in our truth and not deny that because we're so afraid of the consequences of that, consciously or unconsciously. Right. Well, and and stepping into it, okay, don't write, if you have an instinct that it would be unsafe to reclaim your power in a relationship you're in, don't discount that. Right. This is a sink into your body and understand who you're dealing with also as you begin to move through this, because there are people it is safe to reclaim your power from, and there are people it is distinctly unsafe to reclaim your power from. It and really if comes you down- if you have that discernment that this person is not safe, you need to respect that. I have a lot I could say about that. I did have to flee for my life in my own relationship, but it, uh, it really started with me coming home to me in my body. Because even though I was still in the relationship, my soul guided me, start breathing into your belly, Mm. start coming into your body, start noticing what you feel, stop focusing on him. This is also a key, right? Stop focusing on the other person. You want to end neediness in your relationship, you start to focus on you. You start to focus on you, not about placing yourself above the other person. But here's where it gets tricky. So many women in particular are so afraid of being selfish and unloving when they think of themselves. 
They're not actually being selfish. They just think they are because they're so conditioned to believe they are. That's where it gets tricky. But you've yeah. got to focus well, yeah, on because the- you're you're taught anytime you do something for yourself, that's a selfish act. And there's a difference between self-care and selfishness. And mm-hmm. I think that's a discernment that's important to to bring forward because you must put your oxygen mask on first in this world. There is no one who's going to do it for you. You must do it yourself. And if you don't do it, you have no ability to assist anyone else. And what we really want is to be loved. All of us, men, women, every, we all want to be loved, but here's the thing. Loved, and and respected. You're not ever going to feel truly loved in your relationship if you don't reveal who you are. Yes. Because you're not being loved for who you are. You're being loved for how you serve, how you make them feel, and what you do. And who you appear to be. Which is not being loved for who you are. And so we keep ourselves unconsciously in these spirals of being so afraid to be ourselves. But you have to to start to know you, your body, your inner world, the landscape of your terrain. And when you start to focus on you and connect with your needs and feelings and desires, only then can you start to reveal you and open up to the possibility of true love. And true connection. And yes. true connection. But that's the kind of connection that comes from the heart. Because here's the thing about neediness. It's not from the heart. It's ego. It's the limited self. Because we're needing another person to give us what we need to feel good about ourselves. Yeah, it's that demanding. external orientation and it can take the place of, well, I need your love. I, I'm not valuable in my own eyes. I need to be valuable in your eyes. These kinds of things are the things that are spinning around under that codependent neediness. And we don't give them the freedom either to be in their own choice because we are so dependent on manipulating their choice. Clingy, neediness. You have to be okay in the way I want you to be for me to be okay. (laughs) For me to feel safe. Yes. Versus I feel safe regardless of what you choose. And therefore you can be you and I can be me and we can meet as equals. But that requires the heart Coming back to what we started. Coming back to the heart, coming back to the body. (laughs) I know you brought a gift with you for the listeners today. How does this play into this picture? So this is a free gift. It's going to be a live event on Friday, February 9th, but it's also a free gift where you get access to the full replay of a free two-hour online experiential workshop to revolutionize your relationships. Love it. Just in time for Valentine's. (laughs) Yes. Because if you want to experience relationships differently, you have to show up differently. So this is really going into the historical context, more specifically how it specifically shows up for you and then what your soul desires so that you can co-create the kind of relationships that you want. I love that. It's a beautiful, beautiful gift. 
to give yourself right before this day of love, right? We always think about, you know, the roses and and the romantic time with that special person. Um, but the the bottom line of Valentine's Day is that authentic connectedness, whether it's to ourselves or to another human being. And so giving yourself this gift, even if you don't have that special other in your life or your relationship is in a, in a whirlpool down the drain, <laughs> um, it gives you that first set of steps into that truly loving experience, starting with a loving experience with yourself. I love because, that. And that's what love is, right? Like love overflows from the self. It never comes at the expense of self. And that's the kind of unraveling that we have to do if we want to experience freedom in our relationships. We have to unravel ourselves from the beliefs that are inherited and all the absorbed conditioning and all the fears and what I like to call soul traumas from past lives. Oh, sweet Jesus, we got all of those. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, so that we can cultivate inner freedom, which automatically translates into freedom in your relationships. And when I say relationships, intimate, familial, personal, professional, it doesn't matter. You are the common denominator. Exactly. And the better you become at caring for yourself, having value and worth inside yourself, the better friend, business partner, parent, spouse, daughter, son, whatever you will be. Absolutely. And then you get to experience love and you get to actually give love that's free and that isn't codependent and need-based. Yeah, I love that. And it's a very different way to move through the world. And having been on all ends of that spectrum, I got to say, love my sovereignty, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and self-love creates sovereignty. Absolutely. And so while the journey has been challenging, I would say it has been totally worth it. And so I would encourage you if you're at the beginning of that journey, do it. Do it, do it, do it. It's the best gift you will ever give yourself. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Well, we're down to the last minute or so of the show. Uh, what would be your final words of wisdom in about 30 seconds? Mm. Start to connect with yourself every day, even if just for a couple of minutes. Feel your breath move into your body. Feel your heart Ask yourself how you are, how you feel, what you want, what you desire, and just begin to connect with you as often as you can, your internal landscape. Beautiful. Beautiful. And if you find that scary, I would say reach out to me, reach out to Jessica, and we will happily hold your hand through that process. <laughs> um, it's not as bad as you initially think it is. And so sometimes just having a hand to hold makes a difference. Thank you for joining us today, Jessica. And thank you, dear listener, for joining us today as well. I, I enjoy having these conversations and my, my highest endeavor in this is that it's useful to you in some form or fashion. It wakes you up. It provides you with a new tool, a new thought, or a new way to approach life. And I would love to hear how this discussion landed with you. Drop me a quick line at AskZofia, A-S-K-Z-O-F-I-A 
at transformationspace.co. And until next week, well, no, before I sign off there, I want to just tease that uh, next week <laughs> we will be talking about unlocking your dream life and how Feng Shui can, uh, can turn your life around and make it into a dream. So tune in next week. And until then, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week right here 